Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dylan Grouse. Alongside me, as always, we got Chris Jackson. And this week's show on this rainy day, I'm in Tucson. It's raining out. It's a thunderous day. But it does not mean that we're not going to have a sunny fire show for you guys today. This week's show, we're going to be doing mid-season MVP stat guys who are playing well in each league. We're gonna and in today's show, we're gonna focus on the Sam Marin League and the Diablo Foothill League. There's a lot of players that have been playing really well up until this point. Chris, let's start with Sam Marin. What players stand out to you and who would you say are the MVPs so far up to this point in the season? Yeah, Marin County's got a lot of great teams this year again. Last year, they had a couple of state champions. It was kind of crazy. Last year, you had Marin Catholic win a state title in the afternoon, the first ever team from that county to win state. And four or five hours later, San Marin does the same thing. So I guess it was that younger brother, older brother, twin brother type thing where you just get it first. But, yeah, I love the MCAL. I've always kind of advocated for them. I think they should get more recognition of what they've got so far. Marin Catholic right now, 5-0. and Not really surprised by that after winning State. The guys they've got, Charles Williams is an obvious athlete of the year kind of candidate, a running back. He's got a few offers. Yep. I'd love to see his speed. He's got to hit 21 miles per hour, I guess, in a game easily would just be my guess. He's only a junior. He's good. they got a great quarterback situation. Their defense is really strong. Will Clemens is one of the best players on defense across the Bay Area. And Marin Catholic's pretty much just, just a well-oiled machine. They're the top dog until somebody in that league actually beats them. And it hasn't happened yet in a long time, so we'll see if somebody actually can do that. Would you say that there's any teams that you say are a threat to Marin Catholic, or would you say that they're probably the team that can that's still going to take it this year? Because I've seen some good games. I mean, I've heard and seen some good, you know, some good good games out there so far going on. But I mean, I, I don't know what, what's your take on it. San Marin's inching its way closer. I know their youth football program at San Marin's really grown to hundreds of kids. They've all, they've had things out where there's too many kids showing up for football, which is kind of a rare thing to hear about nowadays anywhere. They were close to Marin Catholic last year, had a 14-0 lead, lost that lead, lost by a score. JV lost by three. I think that was the JV team's only loss. And San Marin lost a lot of seniors from last year. They had to get leadership, so – then we're going to their practice. They're like, early on, we might kind of be slow out of the gates, but we'll find our groove once the league play hits the second half of the year. So San Marin's probably the biggest threat. And this year, Marin Catholic's got to go to San Marin. And now San Marin's got lights, which means now a Friday night game at San Marin, they're going to have a lot of people from the city of Nevada at that game. I think San Marin's probably the best threat. They've gotten closer and closer, losing less kids than Marin Catholic. I don't know what the exact number was, but I think in this incoming freshman class, they may have lost one kid to Marin Catholic total, and their quarterback from last year moved to Marin Catholic this year. But Sam Marin loves its quarterback, too. Dominic Ingracia has got 775 yards, eight touchdowns. He's got a strong arm. He's going to play college football like his brother, who's now at UC Davis. I think San Marin's that team. They got a good running back. They got some great receivers. Frankie Quinchy's a stud. Wesley Timmel's a young sophomore, and he's – I think it's his second year of football, and he's already one of the leading receivers out there. I like their defense. Jake Pierce is a beast. Their line play is good. Frankie Petuia is a strong lineman up front. I think Sam Marin's probably the best threat to Marin Catholic right now, and they were the best threats to them last year. I don't see that changing this year. Yeah. I think probably the same two teams at the top, but it's a really strong league top to bottom, but I still think it's Marin Catholic along San Marin too right there. You know, 
one thing that really is intriguing to me and looking at all the stats here, one team that's surprising, and this is a team that hasn't been great in its in its in its in its past in this league, but Redwood is a good is a school to watch out for. They're two and two. They're not great, but they're holding on, and they have a good quarterback in Brady Wittengart. He's a good player, great quarterback, good arm, and you know. I think they have a shot not to win the league th this season, but I think they have a shot to make a good run at NCS. I think they have a chance to be a good team down the line. And I think if their quarterback play stays the way it's been, then I think they're going to be a, a good team. And I think that they're, you know, offensively, that they're a pretty good team in that league. So, yeah. And Brady Weingart, I'm glad you mentioned that quarterback. He's somebody everybody's kind of told me and agreed with he's a division one quarterback he's got high grades too, a really high gpa there's no reason why he shouldn't at least go playing the patriot league with those high academic fcs schools or the ivy league with his talent and yeah they're two and two but those losses also akalani's rancho katati they're definitely they, they've challenged themselves right and that's all you can ask for that's going to benefit you down the road they should be good i like where redwood's going you've got brady weingart Miles Grossman's good. Sam Janowski's been a good player. You've also got Colin McGrath has really stepped up. They've got a lot of pieces. They they're well coached as well. I think Redwoods make some noise. And Tamil Pius is another team too. You see it up and down the line. They've got a junior quarterback, Braden Young, his third every year of football. And you could kind of scratch that first year because that was COVID in a short season and just yeah, weird nine interceptions, but. Like you said, he's young and he's still making yeah. some, you know, he's airing the ball out at least, so it's just good. Yeah, you know, and bars, which proves he has a good arm and he's throwing the ball deep down field. He's getting it out there at yeah, least. I mean, yeah, it's like I just said too. Just look at their schedule. They played McClymans, they played Reardon, they played Windsor teams with a lot more and bigger football players. And just programs that have kind of established themselves for a long time, especially McClymans. I love what Tamil Pius has, Matthew Lamones. Built that program up to not getting a whole lot of fans at games. So now you always see those stands are overflowed. They have fans in the end zone there. Always a good atmosphere on Saturdays. But Braden Young's another guy who's definitely going to play Division One football somewhere. At, again, if I'm in Ivy League school too, I'm reaching out to Braden Young yesterday because of his grades are really high. I know his Ivy League's been big, big in his family. They're one and three, but again, those losses, they got a big game this week. It looks like they'll be the winner of the game of the week voting. He's got, what, a 1,000 yards? And, yeah, those nine picks, but, again, the competition size of guys they're going against, that's tough. He's breaking in the new receiving core this year, new tight end, top receivers who are doing really well. We'll get into that. But yeah. right yesterday, too, he stepped up, wasn't the starter early on. Redwood game leads a comeback, finished with 21 touchdowns, four interceptions, still new to football, great arm, great mechanics. He's going to be good. And then, yeah, just get into it. They've got – Right, Will Bass Knight's been a really great player. 352 yeah. yards, over 19 yards of catch. Andrew Gordon's one of the leading receivers. Harry Pocock on San Rafael is a good player, too, I'm looking at. He has, he's a two-way player, but he's got four INTs in four games played, and he's playing really well on both sides of the ball. And I think, especially nowadays, when you have the recruiting you know, stuff and you can play two sides of the ball, it's, it's important because then it gives coaches the ability to, like, figure out what they really want to do with you. And I think it gives players the opportunity to get more offers if they're able to be good on both sides of the ball. So I think that helps a lot too. And, you know, I think also the fact that you see Bodie uh, Shipley with two sacks in two games, like, I mean, that's hey. insane. You know, he's getting to, to the quarterback really, really 
well, you know, and that to me is just, that's incredible. You know, yeah. two, sacks, two games, he's on pace for what, 12 sacks and what, or 10 sacks and 10 yeah. games. Right. Yeah. You're getting a sack. Yeah. You can't ask for more than that as a defensive coordinator, position coach, whatever it is. And the thing you got to love about Marin County now is they've just got pretty much great head coaches at every school. They're building those programs up. It's always been tough when you've had kind of the one giant Marin Catholic there for a while. I know kids, sometimes kids want to cross the bridge to play some of the schools in San Francisco, but you've got these great coaches building programs. San Rafael's another team played a tough schedule, almost beat Tamil Pius. And they've got a new head coach who was the Tamil Pius assistant last year. He's got some good stuff going, Casey Soley. I think he's building a great thing at San Rafael. Charlie Grant's a good quarterback. They put up some big days, some big games together. All those guys that you just mentioned. I think that league up and down. And Archie Williams also, too, has – I know Coach Jackson's really built things up there. They won seven games last year when he took over. They barely had 40 kids across all the levels. Now I think they have 40 kids on varsity alone. It's, it's big growth right there. You're getting people that want to come out. Nate Carpe Brody, he had 200 yards on like 10 carries in the opener against Salesian. He had a maybe 50% healthy ankle in that game too. And he hit 21 miles an hour in one of those catapult tracking vests. It was, I mean, the kid's a monster. He, he should play football somewhere too. I mean, it's all these teams have somebody. They're well coached. They're getting those cultures back. You're getting great student support. I think Marin County's. One of those underrated leagues, I know it's harder for some people to get to, but it's worth the trip. It's worth going to Marin. And I, all those teams you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Marin, or Redwood, Tamapaya, San Marin, San Rafael, because those are all well-coached programs. Now, speaking of some really good programs now, let's go to the Foothill League, because there's some players that I want to talk about. The guy I'm going to start out with is Robbie Mascaroni. This guy's name has been thrown around the – sports world in that area for a while he's got 607 yards receiving in five games played this kid is something else he's been an i've known this kid for a while you know he went he obviously went to school with me in elementary school when i was older he's been an athlete his whole life this kid has always been a good athlete he's always been someone who you know he's a good athlete it's all around and campo lindo is undefeated they haven't lost a game and a large part of that is because dash the quarterback has Robbie to throw to, and that is helping and that's showing that that is being a lethal combination. What is your take on that team and that, and, and just that league as a whole? I mean, it's, it's camp Lundo football. That's the way it's been for years with Kevin. They've run those youth camps, those camps growing up and kids want to go play for camp window. And why wouldn't you that dash Weaver stepped up in big ways over 1100 yards, 14 touchdowns with dual threat guy. He had some great touchdowns in that comeback at Windsor where they won in the last second. And I love Robbie Mascaroni. He's got over 10 offers, 6-4 target. He wins every one-on-one battle. 1,200 yards last year, over 600 this year. Unbelievable. And you've got Scott Lyon, too. He's really stepped up. He had that game-winning catch at Windsor. He's an up-and-coming player. Brendan Comerford is going to Kenyon College. And no, not the Brendan Comerford, the baseball player. Foothill committed to St. Mary's nearby. It's kind of weird how they got the same name. But yep. you got Brendan Comerford. Yeah, you've got Brendan Comerford at Camp Alindo. Right, going to Kenyon College, great football player, really impressed me when I saw them earlier this year. They've got some great pieces on defense. You've got some good pieces. Charlie Murren stepped up. Robbie Seth Horse is there up. too. Yep, Robbie Horse has played great football. Isaiah Ortiz has made some plays. 
that's just Camp Lindell football. Great. They, they got good teams every single year. I'm, that's the one team in, in the league that I never question is going to be good. And I know that's – I mean, I'm not try, trying to sound like a biased former student there. I'm saying they always have just – I don't know how, but they always get guys that are the right pieces for that team, and they always make a run. It doesn't matter, you know, they're smaller in terms of size but they get it done and that's all you ask for. And, you know, I think it's great that they do it. I, I think it's great that they have a system in place, especially offensively that knows how to tailor to high school kids. And I think that's the best part about coach Macy. His system's not complicated. His system's simple, but it's also very effective. If that makes sense. You know, he's got a very effective system, but it's not too hard to pick up. If you're a quarterback, the plays aren't too hard. It's not really the, it's not that in depth, but it it's, the plays are good. The plays are very good in, in that system. Yeah, definitely. It's simplicity sometimes is great because you make it simple, but you also execute that at a high level. You execute, well, look at what Dalen Sal did for all those years. You knew what was coming. They ran maybe, what, five plays out of the year? They had great players too, but, of course, they execute at a high rate every single play. That's what Camp Leno does. Macy always adjusts well to his talent. It's a great thing too, and – I know I've said it before, but we all need to learn to stop listening to Macy when he says the time is coming. It's going to be a down year for us. He he, he definitely just you know why he's saying that, don't you? He's saying exactly. that because everyone to be like, oh, Campo's going to suck. Let's let up on him. And then he puts up 65 points on you. And then it's like, all right, there you go. Yeah, right. And it's also just a way to motivate. The guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it works, right? He knows what he wants. Nobody wants to let down Coach Macy he's been there long enough now to where he's like a Bill Belichick of high school sports no one wants to let him down if right. you're a quarterback you have a very high honor at that school yeah you do you if Kevin Macy's a legend in yeah. circles that, that Absolutely. You know, him, even if you're considered a favorite against Camp Lindo, you know it's going to be a tough football game because you know they're going to be well coached you know another but I, I will say Miramani though Luke Duncan is putting on a show this season. I'm telling you, I've never, I'm telling you this now in my years living in, in that area, I've never seen a Miramani team that actually has the capabilities of being a real threat. And I'm not saying that to bash, but I'm saying that they now have a quarterback that can take them over that hump. And I think Miramani is especially because Luke, he's what a junior senior. Mm-hmm. He's almost yep. done. He's going to UCLA soon. So this is – he's their quarterback. I think he's the guy that will take him on, on a run. He's been playing great. He's got 1,200 yards, only two INTs, 17 touch, touchdowns in five games. They It's in, in half a season. That's incredible. And, I mean, I think that that's something that you don't really see it every day in, in high school. So, you know, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it is. And Miramonte has a great history. They just went through some down years for them. Yeah. It's high changing. Floyd Burns said one there. Now he's the Akalani's head coach. He was their head coach during those heydays back in the day. You think 90s football Miramonte. They just went there some down years. Now it seems like they're picking it back up. Kids are going there and they're playing well. Luke Duncan's the perfect example. 17 touchdowns, just two picks for 1,200 yards, like you mentioned, a UCLA commit. There was one game they lost. It was their only loss, but Oakdale's always a strong program out of the Central Valley. Those two teams combined for 600 yards of offense in the first half of that game. I mean, Luke Duncan had, I think, 289 yards. I don't know wrote about that. It was like 289 yards in that first half he threw for. Just unbelievable. Bennett Destino. Oh, yeah. Bennett Destino is another guy, too, I really like. He's a good player. He's fast, athletic. He makes that offense definitely more lethal. 
you know, even, even Ethan Conley, you know, he's been, he's got four TDs, right? So he's been just, he's been helping him out too. And I think that that team finally has an offense that you can run some cool stuff with and call me crazy, but I think Miramani, I'm not saying they're the best team in that league, obviously, but I think that if you put them in NCS, they, they're going to have a good time. I think it's going to be a good run. You know, I think that they have a chance to make it close to the finals or semifinals or, you know, I we'll see. I think all these teams are a threat in their NCS divisions. The way yeah, it's no, they are. how Akalani's looks to be one too. They're undefeated. They've got big ones. They beat San Marin week one and San Marin is a defending state champion of its own. They looked great in that game. They've got a couple of quarterbacks that can throw the football. They've got electric receivers. Trevor Rogers, I don't know if that kid ever drops a pass. He's got a UMass offer. Paul Keener ran the 10-5-3, in the hundred meters. He's a junior as well. Like Rogers has a UMass offer. His hands have gotten a lot better. He's really quick, makes big plays. That running back to Ellisberger, somebody I really like. He's just tough. He'll get you five yards every single carry. He's tough, athletic, strong, quick. He's another kid that I like to play Division One football. If he doesn't get that chance, he'll get he'll play any level of college football and be an impact player. He's just that good. I like him. And that defense, too. Kyle Belowski has been a really good safety. Jack Giorgiani's been a great player. Ethan Torres had a big interception against San Moran. Trevor Rogers actually did in that game, too, that sealed that game at the end of the end zone. Yeah. Akamani's is another one of the teams. And yeah, Floyd Burnsett's coach, and it's another coach where you know Burnsett's coaching you guys, you know that you've got a chance. And as an opposing coach, you know, okay, this is going to be tough because Burnsett, he loves that spread stuff. He loves doing that. And it's always you, complicated. He's always yeah, got Are you concerned about their defense at all, though? Their defense is fine, but their defense is a probably, if you have to pick one weakness on their team compared to their offense and defense, it's probably their defense. And are you worried about their defense long term for no, this? Not, I'm not just because of the teams they've played and you look at the schedule, too. In a way, like can't like you, you. It's just one of those things, like we mentioned with Redwood and Tamil Pius, right? The records don't look great, but the teams they played, like Akalani's also scores a lot of big plays and stuff too. So that's gonna net it. That's gonna lend its way to more points on the board. Sometimes you watch that. I think we saw that what with Texas against Texas Tech over the weekend. Texas can score quick, but also that lends its way to a lot of points being put up just because you score quick and all that. But I'd like to see the yards per play average. I think that would be good in Akalani's favor I like what they've got on defense I like what they've got in the back end some good corners that have really stepped up too. good safety leadership linebackers defensive line looks good too yeah. it's another team like Camp Lundell where some of these star players may not be about 6'5 240 250 pounds along that line but you know they're going to be well coached they're going to hit those gaps they're going to twist stunt whatever it is and they're going to make you plays so and, and and you know that being yeah the way they coach especially at Campo too it's it's a way of it's it's aggression right it's all a matter of just having that dog in you if you're not big you just have to be aggressive and you just have to get in there because at the end of the day it's, it's it's technique based too and you know I think what makes in a way I think the schools that are more that rely more on their speed than they do their size in, in high school are more cut out for, I think, better run only because the way their coach is more technique-based than it is, you know, like rely on your size. Because I think technique at the end of the day, especially this level, goes a lot farther than, you know, being a six-foot-five, 300-pound guy who just tackles everyone all the time. Like, yeah, that helps, but 
it's the way you approach things, the way you go about things that I think is really what's going to help, you know, these players really see the jump that they're going to make. Completely agree with that. And that's what's made Foothill so good for so many years. They weren't always the biggest team, but under Sweeney and Al Hobner, they still find different ways to get you. Technique-wise, they're still fundamentally sound. And like you said, it's that dog mentality that just works really well. And just I was just thinking about it now. I want to give a shout-out because one of Camp Luna's recent graduates, you put on Virginia Tech class Thursday night. Who's out there? You've seen Elijah. Like, Elijah Clock. Elijah Clock's out there. At Virginia Tech, a legacy thing. He's now coming out to enter Sandman, doing great things. I know he was mentioned as one of their athletes of the week, not this past week, but the week prior when knowing Clock Elijah personally, and this is something that's a perfect example of the way they coach at Campo, right? Not, I mean, he's a strong kid, obviously, he's great at football, but he's not. If you look at the way the other guys were built, he's obviously not. You wouldn't look at him and think, Oh, yeah, this guy's gonna be an NFL superstar. But the way he plays and the dog mentality he has and the fight he plays with is what make is actually what makes him better than a lot of guys I've seen and is why he's at Virginia Tech. Because the way he because he was lifting 200 pounds as a freshman. He was benching 200 pounds as a freshman. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, this kid's going D1 one day because he's benching 200 pounds as a freshman. And now he's at Virginia Tech playing at what? An ACC school facing guys that are probably going to the NFL next year. And he's playing in front of just all these fans at Virginia Tech making plays. Like that is exactly what college or high school sports is supposed to be all about. And that's a huge shout out to what they do over there in that league and the way they coach those kids. And that's why that league is just a great league to to, to watch. You know, they just they have heart, those guys. And that's what you it need in heart. It's it's well coached discipline football and Eliza Clock, I remember during COVID, during those times when the th- when the world was shut down, he was working out three, four times a day sometimes. Going into his senior year, he said he cut out cookies. That was his exact quote because he just wanted to get everything right. The diet got right, technique, strength, everything was right. And look at where he is now. Virginia Tech was always his dream growing up. Both of his parents went there. Now he's playing ACC football. So he's he's one of those perfect examples of, at the size size does matter sometimes, but also you, you got to work hard, work hard, and look what happens to you. Yep, it, it's we've seen it with a lot of guys. We've seen a lot of guys that aren't that massive go to the next level and shine because they outworked everybody. And I think Eliza Clock, I don't think I know that for a fact. And he's playing at a program that's got a great history, that's got a fan base that's rabid, where you've got to enter Sandman. Any single Virginia Tech game you put on, you put it on last Thursday for the rivalry, you put on any other game before that. What do they show for five minutes before enter Sandman? And now Camp Luna's own is actually one of those guys coming out for that. Like, that's pretty cool to know. Oh, exactly. And then you also got guys like Matai playing in Fresno State. You know, you get just these players that come from Camp. You know, Campos, they're a sleeper. Pro- I think not just Campo, but that league's a sleeper league in the sense where you wouldn't think about it, but you have a lot of guys that will actually end up going D1 from that league because of the way they play and the heart they have. And that to me is what you can never coach if you think, I and mean, well, you can, but I think that that is what, that's more of a natural part of it. I think the coaching is how you know how to use it. But I think, I think a lot of those players are born with that. And that's, I think what's really important, especially in, in that league, but you know, there's still a lot of season left. There's still a lot of, you know, games to be played and, you know, Campos five and O Marin Catholic and their leagues five and O 
what teams do you think go the rest of the way undefeated? And which teams do you think sink within these next five games before the playoffs? Marin Kappa's going to go unbeaten. I, I know I said San Marin's closing in, but I have to see it to believe it. That's kind of always been one of my things. I know sometimes I've gone against that. I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. I'm going to stick to this Marin Catholic right now. I think just goes unbeaten. Same with Campolindo. I think Akalani's will make it a game. That's really? a game. You think Campolindo goes unbeaten again this year? I do. I That's do. Cool. All right. That's see, I don't see them losing a league game. That's that's a tough one to predict though because especially Akalani's the guys they've got. That's going to be a match that everybody's going to want to see. I I'm not sure the date on that. I try to take I'm try to just take a one week at a time in terms of games, but that's going to be one you can't miss. That's going to be the game that probably decides the league. It's just it's hard for me to pick against Campbell in there though. They they've got again. I've got to see it to believe it with them. I've got to see them actually lose and not win that title right now. That's it. Because now in ten games last year, you win NCS and you come back and you're five and zero. Oh, finding ways. Aptos crushed you last year. You come back and beat Aptos. You beat Windsor. Moreau Catholic is coming up. So you beat them. You beat San Leandro. I know I'm missing somebody off the top of my head. I'll think of it. Campbell in though. I'm I'm not picking against them. Now, I will say this. Is there any schools that you think are going to sink? Any schools that you see now that look good or maybe aren't – that look good that you're like, nah, I don't believe it. I think these guys are going to sink. Not really. Maybe some teams have come out slower out of the gates, but I think some of their – like Los Lomas came out kind of slow out of the gates. Then I look at some of the teams they played have actually been a lot better. Like – um what James Logan's been really good. James Logan just beat Heritage. I think Los Lomas came out a little slower considering what it's got, but now they're kind of – now they're getting their stride. They beat Lee. They've got some big wins. I don't know if a team's really going to slip and slide. I just think these are two leagues where maybe past the top two spots, there's going to be a lot of teams beating up on each other. Just look at Big 12 football. Everybody's kind of even. In a lot of spots, you're going to beat up at each other. Because you're just that even coaching to get the talent level is about the same. Right? Kansas State lost to who Tulane, and then they come out the next week and beat Oklahoma. I think that's kind of the way Diablo Athletic League and the Foothill side is, and also the Marin County Athletic League is just in terms of heck, Reverend Matamal Pias or even Archie Williams is right there. San Rafael's right there. San Marin's good. Marin Catholic said Redwood's good. In this league, right? Camp, Linda Wakalani's, Miramonte, Los Lomas. Benicia, unfortunately, had a really bad injury with the quarterback break in his leg. I heard he's in good spirits. I hope, he, I hope everything's yeah, that's okay. That's never good to hear. That's shout out to him. I hope he's doing good. You never like to hear about a season being, and if his season's over, I hope not. But um, you never let, I, I never like hearing about injuries, obviously. You know, these kids work so hard to get to, to this point, and nothing sucks more than doing your job and getting hurt. So shout, shout out to them and hope that team is uh, high spirits and their quarterback. It's good, but yeah, um, there's a lot of season left, but next week's show, next show will be even better. So don't go away. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for coming on this great Wednesday afternoon and have a good one, everybody.